Hello, everyone, and welcome back to season two of Breakthroughs with Brie. That's right. We finished out a whole first season, and we're back for season two. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to be connected with you guys. I'm so excited for all of the things that season two is going to bring. I have some incredible guests lined up. I have some incredible topics lined up, and I've also been getting some requests from you guys about topics you'd like me to go a little bit more in depth on, which I absolutely love, and those are getting planned into the schedule. So I would really love to hear from you guys. DM me on Instagram. What episodes you love, what little topics mentioned in the episode you want to expand it on. Maybe it's posts on social media. You're like, Hey, can you explain this more? Maybe even just like a bonus episode or something. I would love to do that. But all that to say, I'm so excited to be back. I hope you all had a wonderful holiday season. I know I did. It was a little bit quieter. We had some of my husband's family here and I just felt so grateful that I even had the opportunity and the ability to host them and connect with them and build those memories. Um, I'm sure you saw on my social media that I went for a really beautiful, breathtaking hike on New Year's Day, which was such a wonderful way to start the year. It absolutely kicked my butt, man. It was so challenging. We like basically climbed up to the top of like one of the mountains in this valley that I'm in to be able to get those views. And ooh, was it challenging? But Honestly, I feel like that kind of captured the year for me. Like I'm planning on going into this year, like feeling motivation to challenge myself in ways that it feels different than how I would have approached it before. Like I feel the most openness to do things that kind of like push me to my edge because I want to expand. I want to expand my capacity for all those things. So anyway, it felt very metaphoric, but also just literally was beautiful and a great time. Um, And I hope that you had wonderful holidays as well. Today's episode is the 2024 forecast. I'm also going to be including a, a little like short version of the January forecast so you can get all the forecast energy in one episode. I'm so excited to come back to this episode at the end of the year. I might even like cut in like parts and clips from this episode and then like reply to them or respond to them. Or I might even go back and like reflect on them and like compare notes. So I'm really excited to do this episode today. I'm going to be doing it with tarot. So I have a whole tarot spread. And then I'm also going to be mentioning the numerology. I'm probably not going to mention a ton of astrology stuff. There are so many people that do a fantastic job doing astrology for the year, like so many people. And I'm hoping to have some more creators on that do that kind of thing for astrology on the podcast. You can get more connected with them, but some tarot and numerology are up. And before we go into the episode, I just want to remind you some of the ways that I would love to support you this year. One, if you want a personal forecast, I do tarot readings. You can book those on my website. We can do those about like any particular topic you're focusing on this year. Maybe it's improving relationships. Maybe it's building and establishing relationships. Maybe it's building career and business success. You know, maybe it's about just in general, tapping into your own personal and spiritual development. I got cool spreads that we can do. I'm going to record the, the um, session for you. So you get to listen back to it all year. Great. Another way that you can work with me, the most powerful and potent sessions I do are my Akashic activation sessions where I'm channeling into your personal Akashic records. Today, I'm tapping to Lords of the Akashic records. I'm tapping to my Akashic records and guides. So a little bit of that energy is going to come through just like a little bit more generally. We get to tap into your soul contracts your guides, your teams, and some really powerful messages about whatever you need to hear right now to live a more soul aligned life and to really break through some of those challenges or patterns you've been facing. Energy activations are happening very powerfully throughout the sessions. The way that they've shown this to me is 
in these sessions, they really want to get you the clarity of information that you need to hear, activate you back to that like core truth of what you know, who you are, what you want, and to help do some energy activations, almost like like chiropractic work, like back into place so that you are able to really benefit from a lot of the elevations and activations that are happening collectively. Even how I'm sensing it right now is that there's like a lot of upgrades happening on the earth and the collective, and they want you to be able to like ride the wave of that energy instead of feel like you're feeling like you're like getting caught underneath the wave and like it's more difficult. And they want to like activate your unique personal energy so that you feel really open and in flow with all of that. And you can benefit from some of these upgrades that are happening instead of feeling like they're, they're like causing pain or struggle or something. They want to help bring you into alignment with all of that. So the Kaushik activation sessions, I have a few single sessions up in January. I don't know if I'm going to be doing them in February. I don't always have them up, um, but I did have them up through the end of the year and the beginning of this year, because it felt like that would be something that would be really helpful to kind of wrap things up. And then finally, I have my coaching sessions. So in my coaching sessions, I'm helping you get to the root, to the core of the roots and patterns that you're trying to break through so that you can manifest and create the experience that you want. We do a really cool visualization to help connect with your higher self and their guidance about what's going on to help connect to the parts of yourself that are kind of showing themselves in these patterns. And you get action steps for how you can start to create transformation and change. You can either do that in a single coaching session, 90 minutes, where you just pick one thing you want to break through get a lot of cool stuff, or you can work with me or three or six months if you want to see some major transformation and upgrades. And of course, you'll hear me talk more about that. But those are all the ways that you can work with me right now. And then of course, sticking around the podcast, hearing the transmissions that come through, hang out on my social media, see the messages that come through and the fun things that I do there. And I just want to say I'm so grateful, so grateful for all the people that are in this community that I'm connected with. It's one of the biggest joys in my life to be able to share all of these things that I have so much fun with and that feels so important and that there are other people that this resonates for and they enjoy it too. It's just the best and the coolest thing ever. So I'm so excited for all of you who are here. I'm so excited for all the people that are going to join this community this year. I'm so grateful for the people that I've worked with in the last couple years of my business being open and all of the people that I'm going to continue to work with and new people that are going to come in. I just, it's the most magical and spectacular thing. So I just wanted you to know that right here at the start of season two, at the start of 2024. And I think we should get into the forecast, don't you? All right, everybody, I am plugged into the guides, plugged into my personal guides. I invited all of the energies that want to come through to help assist in this transmission, this channeling today. I'm plugged into the Lords of the Akashic Records are so graciously supporting us and bringing through this guidance and information. Um, and my intention was that any information that comes through is to the highest and best good of all listening are all impacted by this. And it's information that helps empower us and helps us feel more centered and helps us tap into more love and joy this year. And I'm so excited. So I pulled the cards already, but I haven't flipped them over yet. So I'm going to be like finding out as you are. <laughs> and here's the spread that we're going to have. We're going to start with the general 2024. Then I am going to do stuff by month, but I'm only going to do the first six months. And then I think halfway through the year, I'll do like the last part of the year, maybe like forecast too, but it'll be general 2024 cards. And the questions that we have for what is the overall energy for the collective in 2024? That's the first card. 
The rest of the questions are going to be specifically for the people that listen to this podcast. So even more customized to this community that's here, whereas that first card is just for the collective in general, which of course applies to us, but you get the gist. So the questions after that are going to be for this podcast community. Then it's going to be what energy are we learning to embody this year? What energy are we learning to release this year? What is going to be one of the biggest challenges this year? And what is going to be one of the greatest potentials that we have in this year? And then we're going to do the polls by month. And for each month, it's going to be what is the energy what that month has? And what is the energy that we can tap into to have our greatest growth and breakthroughs? So that's what we have coming up with the tarot cards. Are we ready to get started? Are we ready to start flipping cards over? Okay. And then I'm going to talk about numerology at the end, by the way. Throwing that in there. All right. So the overall energy of the collective, ooh, love, 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 is the Ace of Cups. For this podcast group, what are we learning to embody? Uh, the Strength card, which is perfect because we're in a year eight of numerology. What are we learning to release? The Hierophant. Interesting. Okay. What's our biggest challenge this year? The Three of Swords. Oof. What is the biggest potential that we have? Chariot. Wow. Those are excellent cards. Oh my God. That's so exciting. Okay, sorry. I'm like getting like all the energy coming through. <laughs> the channeling starting to happen and I'm like feeling my heart start to flutter. I love it so much. Okay. So what is the overall energy of the collective this year? This is the Ace of Cups. Uh, if you're watching on video and the video is on Spotify as well as um, YouTube, I'm holding up the cards as I'm reading them. The Ace of Cups. The Ace is the beginning of the Cups spade. It's like the start. So it's like the start of like the initiation of the beginning of the man the initial manifestation of everything that has to do with that suit. The cups have to do with relationships, intuition, self-connection, love, and like creativity and beauty. It's a very like intuitive, feely, emotional um, suit. So the ace of cups is like the beginning, the start of all of those things. So I would interpret this and I'm going to tap into the guides on this too, guides, please. Please come through with all that you want us to know about this energy for the collective. Ooh, they say it's a reckoning. Yeah, it's a reckoning with our emotional selves and like really learning to integrate our emotional self, our emotional experience um, into our lives. There are some energies that are going to be so beneficial about this for us to be in touch with our feelings is going to release and create a lot of catharsis in areas that we've been really pent up and have been causing health issues and blocks and patterns. There's going to be just this beautiful like release and relief that happens um, when we're like coming into this new level of connection with our emotional selves. It will really benefit relationships. It's going to be a really good year for building authentic and loving and aligned partnerships, not just romantic. Of course, if you are in that energy, if you're holding that energy, then you can be a match for that energy. There's going to be a lot of potential for that. I'm also seeing though, that like things are going to come to the surface. If you been really trying to press emotional stuff. I don't know that you're going to be able to repress it much longer after this year. Oh, they're showing me the strength card that pulled up for us. Oh, there's a lot of energy around this. Ooh, it feels so cool. Okay. I'm feeling it a lot of my solar plexus above our belly button, below our heart. It's a yellow color. And it's also associated with the strength, the lion card. That's, there's a lot of, ooh, there's a lot of stuff going around along there. Yeah, they're saying in order for you to come into your personal power, you have to tap into the power of your emotions. You have to tap into 
the power of your feelings. You have to tap into their wisdom. You have to tap into their energy. It's just energy and motion. If you want to really bring more energy into your life, if you want to have the energy to bring in inspiration and, and like manifest it, create it in your life, like take a dream that you have and make it reality. Like that is an energetic process. And it's, you have to be able to move energy from a mental field into the material field. And one of the biggest practice areas that we have of that is with our emotions. It's like a wave that moves through us. We have to be able to follow the process and our nervous system has to be able to have the capacity to like hold space for that wave to like rise, crest and fall. And that's, um, they're saying kind of like a metaphor for the like energetic creative process. Um, oh, wow. That's really beautiful. Ace of cups. There's going to be like, yeah, a lot of opportunity for creation. All of this is because we want more creative energy, more creative pursuits to come through the collective. It's time for the things that your soul and spirit came here to do and came here to make and came here to offer the world. It's time for them to come through because the collective needs it more than ever, but you have to learn how to bring it through. You have to learn how to connect with it. You have to learn how to embody it. You have to learn how to finish the cycle and offer it and sort of like both embody it, like claim it as well as sort of get out of the way for it. <laughs> That's cool. Mm -hmm. And the ace of cups kind of represents again, like the beginning of that, mm -hmm. the beginning of really understanding and embodying this emotional, intuitive, and creative energy. Yeah, they're saying it is a, a lot of sacral chakra stuff, which is below your belly button, the part of your stomach below your belly button, and it's like an orange color. The nature of that chakra is a little different. And really the whole point is that whatever energy is moving through your sacral can like come up into your solar plexus because the energies both move up and down, but come up through your solar plexus, which is like your personal power, your ability to affect things, your ability to make things happen, to like put it into action, your confidence, right? Your ability to move that energy up and like out into the world, like a little bit of an unblocking in that solar plexus area so that the, the spark of creativity and joy and pleasure and passion that comes from our sacral can like be turned into something that we can then offer the world. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Who is this that's saying this? I feel like it's an ascended master. Yeah. He's got like a specific energy. He's like, but it's a reckoning. Like you got to reckon with the emotions that you've repressed and this isn't supposed to be a punitive experience. It's not a punishment. It's, it's actually not something to be afraid of at all, but it is something that like you have to take responsibility for, that you have to face, that you have to come into contact with. It's a part of your responsibility because as much as it's a blessing to have this experience, it's a blessing to be able to bring through purpose for other people and impact other people. It is also a responsibility. And you need to learn how to carry that responsibility within yourself if you want to learn how to carry it with other people. And the collective is going to learn that lesson this year. Oof. Whew. Thank you for that message. Oh, okay. So now for those of us listening to this pod, the Breakthroughs with Brie community for 2024, what is the energy we're learning to embody, which is Major Arcana 8, the strength card. I love it. What is the energy that we are learning to release? The Hierophant, 
Major Arcana 5, what is the biggest challenge that we're going to have this year? That is going to be the Three of Swords, showing it on the video. And then what is going to be our greatest potential? And that is the Chariot, Major Arcana 7. We have a lot of Major Arcana cards, which basically means that there's a lot of like really big, overarching major themes, which makes sense because we're doing a poll for like the full year. So thank you so much to cards and guides for being clear. So let's move through this. Strength. We're learning to embody strength, y'all, the number eight. And again, this is crazy. And I guess I'll talk a little bit about it now. The numerology for this year is eight, the collective numerology. So the way that we calculate the numerology for the year is by adding together all of the digits of the year. So two plus zero is, of course, two. Two plus two is four. And then four plus four is eight. Because that equals a single digit, we can leave it like that. If it was a double digit, we'd add those together to reduce it down to a single the curse, the collective year number is an eight. That is associated with this tarot card, the major arcana eight, which is strength. <laughs> it's wild. I love synchronicity. Okay. Let's start with guys. Do you want me to start with the numerology or the tarot first? Okay. They say I don't really care, but they feel like I want to talk about the numerology, which is fair. So one of the fun things is that I, my personal year, which I can tell you how to calculate in a minute was an eight last year. So I had my personal eight year last year. So I lived through all of the themes of this. And now the collective is having an eight year this year, which I think is so cool. Um, that also means that my personal year is a nine. Woof. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers for me, please. No, just kidding. But this year is a personal year nine. But anyway, I just lived through an eight. So a eight, the energy that's associated with the number eight is abundance, even if you like turn eight on its side, the infinity, like the limitlessness of things, abundance, right? It's also associated with personal power. It's associated with like personal success. Of course, when you think abundance, you think of like a material abundance, like money, prosperity, right? These are all things that are associated with an eight number. Now, I know that you hear that and you're like, oh my God, that's great. I'm going to have so much abundance this year. That could be the case, but really the number just represents the energy and there are polars to any energy. There's what we might label as like a really good positive and like a negative, right? <laughs> Do I actually think that one is only one is positive and only one is negative? Of course not. But I understand that we would look at like getting the abundance of prosperity is like a good thing. And then like having sort of like money fall apart and it feeling really stressful that, that we might see that as a negative thing, but that's kind of the flip, the reverse of being in the topic of abundance, being in the topic of personal power, right? Um, what I really feel like this number um, shows us is that e it, we're either going to confront one of two things, which is really the same thing, but I guess we're going to react to one of them in two ways. We're going to confront our own powerlessness, which it really shows up as more of like a victim consciousness or mentality, or we're going to confront and like really embody our power in creating our experience and our ability to grow and expand and our ability to make things happen that we want to happen. I feel like that's the energy of the eight. That's definitely what I experienced last year. I'm going to be doing a whole episode on my lessons for my eight year, which is hopefully is going to be something that will be supportive to all of you going, all of us going through this eight year, but that is the energy of a numerology eight. So that's going to be something that's going to be like an overarching theme for everybody this whole year. Now this eight tarot card, the strength card on the picture, there's a lion, there's an infinity card above the woman that's leaning down. 
to pet the lion. It's such a beautiful card. So this card, of course, means like fortitude and strength. But the way that it's classically interpreted is that it's not just physical strength. I feel like a lot of times we think of strength and it, it's like we brace against things. It's our ability to like tighten up and like constrict and like not let anything move us or something, right? Like there's like some energy behind that and maybe some of the more like societal normal ways of thinking about strength. But what this card talks about is being so strong in your own personal conviction, knowing yourself well, knowing your values well, like like having that confidence in your own ability to navigate things, which is really confidence in your ability to stay safe in any situation and to know who you are and to stay true to who you are, right? That conviction helps you withstand anything, like literally anything. And we can see examples of this all over the place. I'm watching Survivor for the first time with my husband. And there was this challenge where they're like holding their arms above their head. And of course, like hold your arms above your head for a very long time, like physically very challenging, but it was just such a beautiful example that like when your mind and your heart is set on something, like you can go so much farther than your body ever would just on its own. You know, like you can persevere, you can withstand so much more when you have the conviction of your heart and your mind, like truly that to me is the energy of the strength card. Some people use the metaphor of like the strength of your spine to kind of hold up your body, but also it's flexibility to move, right? Other people will also talk about how this card has to do again, it's like an emotional strength more than it even is a physical strength. And because of that emotional strength, there also comes a certain amount of grace, a certain amount of love and compassion that comes. It's not this like brute force kind of strength. That's very like, it's a very like soft and centered strength, right? It's like being so in yourself and in your heart center that You can move and you can flow and you can be flexible because again, you're not coming from a place of fear, you know, like you're not afraid that anything that's going to happen is going to throw you off because you know, nothing can throw you off. You know, you aren't living in the state of fear that any one thing is going to be the thing that makes you unsafe because you know, you're the one that makes yourself safe, right? Like the amount of like flexibility that that gives you. The amount of space that, that the amount of peace that that gives you to know that like you make your own center and you are your own center. Oof, oof, so good. That is what we are learning to embody this year. Now, what we are learning to release the Hierophant card five of the Major Arcana, which is so interesting because my personal number is five, and that that means that like my tarot card of the Major. Arcana is the Hierophant. So I I like this energy, but this is how I would interpret it. The Hierophant is about learning, is about processes and structure and sort of that process of like getting mentored or taught or like learning something and taking information and then turning it into something like physical or tangible, right? And especially if it's like a little bit more like structured of a process, right? That's the method at which it helps master things, right? That's the method at which it it is able to become sort of like an expert on something. Now for this to be in the spot of what we are learning to release, I would say like rigidity, this can manifest as being like a little bit controlling or maybe even a little like egotistical and like, which basically tells me that the intentions of 
the structure and the intentions of the process are more ego driven than they are soul driven. What's an example of that? I don't know, like me saying I want to work out every single day for an hour is more about me, like soothing my own ego that it's that I can do it and that I'm worthy of having a healthy body or something. And it's not the intention isn't actually centered in, I want to be able to honor my body's health at any given moment. If that was my intention, there would be a little bit of flexibility of if there's a day that I'm sick that I don't need to go to the gym and it's not going to generate all of this like guilt and shame. Right. Whereas if my attention is just so strictly, I got to go to the gym 30 minutes every single day, then that might generate shame and things when there are just things that happen where that isn't something that makes sense. Right. There's just a very quick example, but like sort of like the rigidity of structure and the rigidity of process. I feel like that's something that can get released. The other part of this too is the hierophant can also, again, it has that sort of like mentor teacher thing um, element to it. And this spot of what we're needing to release. I feel like what it's talking about is when like we need somebody else to tell us what to do before we allow ourselves to do it or feeling like we can't find answers ourselves that we need somebody else to give us answers. You know, that, that thing that we kind of learned to do, which is really what our parents programmed us to do is that somebody else has to tell us it's okay before we give ourselves permission for it to be okay. Right. Or they have to validate it for us, or they have to give it to us because we don't know how to find it ourselves, which is again, a little bit of a victim consciousness thing, which we talked about with the eight and the strength card, like looking to somebody else to make it happen for you or to tell you how to do it. I feel like is the other energy of this Hierophant card that we are releasing to get help is beautiful. It's intended for us, right? Like we're meant to get help in all things. But I think the energy of our collective is that we lean a little bit too much in that direction. Whereas we can come back kind of in the middle in a little bit more of a balanced way. You are the ultimate authority on your own experience in your own life. And you learning that might take you learning, right? How to embody that in a way that is both, you know, self-aware and humble, but also like empowered, you know, and self-reliant for you to find the right balance of those things, of course, takes time to learn. So by all means, like seek out information and test things out and see what works for you and like go through that process of really learning how to do that. But ultimately you are the authority on your life. You don't need a teacher. You don't need the person in this kind of looks like a priest. And really this card also has to do with like spiritual information specifically, like committing that into the collective, like a transmission of information of that. Yes, you can get information from other people and figure out if that resonates for you, but you don't need other people to do that. You can do that. You know what I'm saying? Are you picking up what I'm putting down? So I wonder if that resonates for you already. Both of these things, both of the, what are we embodying and releasing it? It's like you coming back into yourself. You learning how to trust yourself. You learning how much power you have. You learning how much value you have. You learning how much strength that you have. And maybe it's just like finding the right, and I don't mean right, like there's a, a wrong way and a bad way, but like feeling to the most aligned way, the most balanced way to incorporate other people's support and other people's input versus how much of that input should really be coming from you. That feels like the overall with those two things. All right. The biggest challenge of this year, the three of swords, if you're looking at this card, it looks a little somber. It's a heart that's, that's stabbed by three swords. And then there's rain clouds and rains in the background. There might be some heartbreak that we feel this year. There might be some betrayal, some sadness, disappointment, 
maybe it's rejection, right? But there's some like anguish. There's some hurt that is going to be a challenge this year. Now, look, I'm one of these people that like, I don't think that those experiences are inherently bad. And I don't really think that they're ones to be altogether avoided. Now, I'm not a masochist. I'm not trying to like feel those all the time, you know, but I do think that there's purpose and that there's beauty and that there's lessons that come in those experiences. I feel like those are the contrast that helps us really appreciate the beauty of acceptance and of peace and of love, right? Like there's something that's really important to those things. So I don't think it's an altogether bad thing that this is telling us that this kind of experience is going to be something that really challenges us this year, right? So if anything, if it's for me, I'm going to look at this card and I'm going to say, okay, I want to be really mindful of times when I'm feeling that sort of like rejected, hurt, betrayed part of myself come up because I know that's where there's a lot of goods. That's a lot. That's where a lot of expansion is this year via the challenge of it. Right. And then the biggest potential is the chariot. Gosh, I love this. The chariot is momentum. There was a lot of potential for growth and momentum this year. If you have been feeling like things are stagnant or there are blocks or there are things that you've been really ready for, I'm feeling the tingle in my crown. Thank you so much for that confirmation guides. If you've been feeling like, gosh, like I've been, I've been prepping, I've been prepping, I'm ready, I'm ready, right? Like there is so much potential for things to really get moving this year, period, clear as day. And what I love is that this is card seven. And our overall, what we're learning to embody is card eight. I love that. So there's going to like be movement that helps us move forward. And as we're moving and shaking and all that kind of stuff, we're learning how to embody in our own strength, our own conviction, right? Our own power to like be in our experience and stay centered and to create the things that we want. Well, oh, what a beautiful beautiful overarching theme for 2024. So just a reminder, those four cards were for this podcast community and the collective card was the Ace of Cups. Um, I'm going to take a quick break and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to do the forecast for the first six months and we'll see what the cards have to show us. All right, everybody, let's get into the month by month forecast. Remember, we're just doing the first six months. I'll come back in and do the last six months of the year. Um, also a little disclaimer, the way that future predictions work in the Akashic Records from your guides is that the most, th this represents the most likely energy for these coming months based on the trajectory that we're all on, right? If like, I think they say like 90 or 95% of all of our thoughts, feelings, and behaviors are driven from our subconscious mind, like what we're unconscious of, right? We're really only consciously working with decisions or thoughts or feelings for maybe like between five and 10% of the day, which means that like 90% of what's going on is just what's going on in the background. It's like on repeat, right? So if we think of it that way, the ability to like anticipate what the trajectory of something is, like what most likely is going to happen is actually quite high. And even for things that might come in and mix things up, of course, our guides and the Akashic Record Keepers and some of these beings that have the ability to kind of see energy, even independent of time and space, they can sense a little bit of that. So it's not to say that this energy and these future predictions is like, oh, 100% that's going to happen no matter what. But this is like the energetic road that we're on. This is the path that we're most likely going to be on. So yeah, I just felt like mentioning that. I don't think that we're going to, I'm not trying to predict anything so specific to where any of that would matter. I'm just trying to tap into the energies in general so we can have a little heads up 
we can work with the energy of those months as mindfully as possible. So here we go. So each month is going to have two cards. The first card is going to be what is the energy of the month just in general. And then the second card is what energy can we consciously mindfully tap into to have our most growth, our most breakthroughs, all that kind of stuff. So for January, the energy of the month is the Knight of Swords. And the energy we can tap into is the King of Cups. Guides, do you want me to go through each month right now? Flip them over or just do one at a time. Okay. Want me to do all of them and then I'll go back. Okay. February. Ooh, judgment card, energy of the month. Oh, tap into the tower card in February. Woof. March, the energy of the month is ace of wands. And the energy for us to tap into is the five of pentacles. Wow. Okay. April, the energy of the month is the sun. Love that. And the energy for us to tap into is the eight of swords, which I also kind of love. For May, the energy of the month is the six of cups. And the energy for us to tap into is the Ace of Swords. And finally, in June, the energy of the month is the Eight of Cups. And the energy for us to tap into is the Moon. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Love it. Okay, so let's start with January. January, the energy of the month is the Knight of Swords. This is like a quick, quick move in card. So the swords is the suit of the mind. It's the suit of our thoughts, of our logic, of our ambitions, right? Which feels like it fits because in January, we do a lot of like intention set in and we're feeling like ready to go, I will say. And this is, I'm speaking from personal experience. I feel like sometimes we set intentions of things that we feel like we like desperately want. And there can become a little bit of like impatience for it to happen already when really these are like intentions and manifestations we're setting for the whole year, but we're like, come on, I'm, I'm trying to see him in January, you know? <laughs> and I wonder if this Knight of Swords is like reflecting a little bit of that hasty energy, right? It's like very charismatic. It's very smart. It's thinking power is very strong, but it's, it's trying to move fast, you know? <laughs> and that's the energy of the month in general. Now the energy that we can tap into really mindfully to get the most out of this month is the King of Cups. Wherever the King comes up, it represents like mastery, leadership energy within that suit. And we've talked about the cups already from the ace of cups that the collective got. But the way that I would interpret this is like us tapping into our emotional maturity, our emotional maturity, our ability to be able to like tap into our own emotions and sense the emotions of other people and not get totally over, like overwhelmed by them you know, like washed away by them, you know, like our ability to stay centered and to stay compassionate and to stay caring of both ourselves and of other people, but in a way that is sustainable in a way that's mature, right? There's also an appreciation for creativity and beauty with the cups cards in general, especially with the King, of course, is the master of it. And it feels like there's also, how do you want me to say guides? I'm tapping into something from them. They're saying, we want you to take care of each other this month. This should not be at your own expense. You do not need to martyr yourself. We want to make that clear. But when you take such good care of yourself and you manage to your own capacity for yourself, your capacities for others multiplies. And with the space that's created by you taking care of yourself, especially emotionally, and energetically, you have more space to help care for other people. And there's going to be some energy this month where people need that, where both of you need that. There's a part of you that needs that and other people need that. 
So that's for January. I will say for the numerology of January for the collective. So January is a nine month. So this is how we work with the numerology of this stuff. So the overarching theme for the year is an eight. That's always going to be like the primary energy. Now we get little like subset energies, right? Like a little secondary energies with each month. We add the year number, which is eight with the number of the month, reduce that down to a single digit if we need to. And then that is the energy of the month. So an eight year plus one, which is the number for January equals nine. Nine is a year of completion of cycles ending and of metaphorical death. So that makes sense that this King of Cups, like if there's space, if you can create space within yourself and for other people to just be kind of nurturing, especially in this cycle where there might be some stuff that's got to fall apart a little bit more, that's got to die, that's got to finish, that's got to complete. And there's just like a natural, there's a little bit of grief that can come from that, that can also feel really beautiful and really like satiating to like really finish up a cycle. But that nine energy can also mean like something that like the, the skin's got to shed away for the new thing to come up underneath it. So the January numerology is a nine energy. Let's go into February. <laughs> These cards, man. So February energy according to the cards. So the card is judgment. The card is judgment for the energy of the month. And the energy for us to embody is the tower, which has such a bad reputation. And it's funny that we have a nine month and then a tower energy. Okay. So the energy of the judgment card, it's one of the last in the major arcana. It's, major arcana 20. So it kind of comes after this whole arc of personal and spiritual development. And it represents an energy of like being connected to your higher truth, like being connected to your higher knowing, your higher purpose, and your ability to like make choices that are in alignment with that higher self, that like higher calling right? Some of the language that we might use is like, sometimes we can get really stuck in the 3D and the world and like the material world and like the humanness of it all that we kind of lose sight of the spiritual and the soul part of it, right? Whereas when we learn to shift that where the human thing, the 3D, the scarcity agenda isn't running the show and we can like switch the priority and make what our soul is calling us to do, what our spirit wants to do, number one, that is the essence of this judgment card is like really like taking in that higher knowing when we're moving forward and the choices that we're making, right? Honoring that, embodying that, bringing that through (laughs) the energy we can embody is the tower card. The tower is everything's got to fall apart in order for it to come together the way that you want. Kind of like the Phoenix has to burn in order to be reborn. It's kind of like a sudden and unexpected change that feels almost a little out of your control but it's ultimately a divine intervention. (laughs) Sometimes like when we get the feeling that we need to change something or we need to do something, but we kind of put it off or whatever, like the universe steps in and is like, all right, like if you weren't going to do it, we're going to do it for you because you're asking us to have, make things happen for your highest and best good. You're asking us to help make that happen for you. And we've tried to make that happen to you by giving you the feelings and the instincts and the vision that you need to make some changes, but you're not making it. But ultimately, you've got to make this change by this point based on the energies and the timelines and paths. So we're going to make it happen for you. And that means you're probably going to be kicking and screaming and crying because you were attached to it for some reason. So like you releasing that attachment might feel kind of hard. But again, it's, it's a divine intervention. So for us to embrace that energy, I would say is to surrender to what's happening, 
to embrace that mantra of somehow this is all happening for my highest and best good, even if I don't see it yet. And I trust that. I allow that, right? How could this be happening for my highest and best good, right? I pulled out a card and did a reel on my Instagram talking about, again, that like the level, the sometimes the discomfort or pain of that represents like how things fall apart is just a representation of how attached we were to it. Right. So again, there might be in February, a little bit of a call for us to remember our kind of like higher purpose or higher vision and surrender. If there's a, if there's some energy that's fallen apart, that's shaken up a little bit and that's okay. That's okay. Because like all of that was things we didn't need. It was weight we were carrying that was slowing us down. The numerology for February, it's always going to be in order sequential, right? So if January was a nine, then that means February is a one. Uh, that kind of gives me the sense that there, that that tower energy might be at the beginning of February. And I wonder if at the end of February, we're going to start to feel a little bit of that new beginning that comes after like a metaphorical death, a met, like an ending, right? Like that, that start of a new thing because the numerology for February is an energy one. All right, March, we have an ace of wands is the energy of the month and a five of pentacles is something for us to lean into to grow and learn more. I love the ace of wands for March coming after all of that energy with the judgment card and the tower card, because the ace of wands is connecting to your passions and your inspirations. It's like the start of the start of passion, the start of motivation, the start of inspiration. That all of that are things that have to do with the wand suit and the aces are, are the beginning of that, right? So it's noticing what do I find a lot of joy in? What do I feel really excited about? What things do I feel passionate about? What ideas have come to me recently that I really want to start putting into action, right? That's going to be the energy of the month. That's what the month is going to offer you. Now, if you want to get the most out of the month, you want to be growing, you want to be having breakthroughs. The five of pentacles is the energy for us to tap into. This is a card of hardship. It is. It's a card of difficulty, particularly in the material world with money, career, material possessions. It can represent like financial loss. It can represent material loss. Guides, how do you want me to do, uh, interpret that for this particular question of how we can break through? Oh, okay. So they're saying um, scarcity, scarcity mindset, like our fear of losing things is something that we're going to need to confront if we want to get the most out of the month. Ooh, can we follow our passions even when our mind is telling us that we should be afraid of losing it all? Mm, how juicy. Yeah, starting to confront your beliefs about like what it even means if you lose the things in your material world. It's like why that feels so important if that's something that you're powerless against happening or is, if that's something you can actually you can both be open to as well as take action to prevent in a really empowered way instead of from a scarcity mindset, which is from fear. There'll be a lot of energy to clear out about that so that you can pursue and bring to life the passions and the inspirations of the Ace of Wands. Wow. Love that. March, the numerology for the month is a two, which is partnership, duality, relationships, it's starting to introduce a concept of balance and I'll do my monthly forecasts this year and talk a little bit more about all of these energies, but just so you're getting a little, a little teaser. Okay. So now into April, April, the energy of the month is sun is the sun card. I love the sun card. Major Arcana 19. Look at the, this is like a naked baby riding on a horse in the sun. Doesn't that sound so fun with some sunflowers behind it? 
incredible. And then the card, the energy for us to tap into for growth is the eight of swords, which the picture is a little daunting, but I'll explain why I love that card so much. So the energy of the month is just being who the heck you are, like shining your authenticity, like you be you is the energy. Like seriously, like one of the ways that you can be of greatest service to the world is just by being yourself. The things that you just want to do, it's not hurting anybody. Like just be yourself, like let your freak flag fly, like whatever that means to you, let yourself ride on the horse naked with the sunflowers in the back in the sun, metaphorically, of course, unless there's some situation in which you could do that in real life, which honestly sounds kind of fun. So I'm not mad at that for you, you know, (laughs) be yourself authenticity, let it shine, share it with the world, share your authenticity with the world. This is the energy of April. Now, the energy that we can tap into for the most breakthroughs, the most growth in April is going to be the eight of swords. Here's what I love about this. The eight of swords talks about when we trap ourselves in our own mental prison of anguish. Like when we have this, this idea that like, oh my gosh, I'm so stuck. I can't get out of this. I'm literally like in the picture of the card. I'm like trapped. I'm like, uh, the ropes are surrounding me. Like I can't move, you know, I'm imprisoned. Um, it's that feeling that like, let's be real. We've all felt at some point that like, oh, this like victim energy, like, why is this happening to me? Things are so terrible. Like we've all, we've all been there. We've all been there. This card tells us that that is a prison of your own making in your own mind, by your own thoughts, beliefs, and idea patterns, plain and simple. You can take off this blindfold. You can step out of that sort like literally you're the only one that can let you out. And it's only a prison made by your own making. So what I love about this card is that it's it tells us that we have the key to change our experience. We have the key to let ourselves out of our own mental prison. There's no outside force that's making it happen, which is both kind of like a blessing and a curse, right? <laughs> that means that like we're on the hook to like dissolve the prison, but also like we don't got to wait for anybody to make it go away. You know what I'm saying? So be mindful of that. What thoughts and beliefs do you have that are generating your own anguish and feeling of being trapped because you're not actually trapped? Okay. The numerology for April is a three. Love the energy of three. It really is balance. It's like mind, body, spirit. There's also an element of collaboration that starts to come into that and starting to like get momentum on things. It's a really cool energy, like the number behind it again, which I'll talk more about when we get to April, but that is the number for the numerology of month of April is a three. Okay. Two more months. And then we're going to wrap up the forecast for now. So we have May. The energy of May is the six of cups. Six of cups is an energy that's actually kind of nostalgic. When this card comes up in a tarot spread, it's kind of like, is somebody coming back from your past? Are you like really thinking about things in your past, like past memories coming up? Are you like visiting home or something like what, like what about like the past or the nostalgia of the past is making itself present because it's a very like emotionally sort of nostalgic moment, which I think is really interesting. That can, that can be positive. That can be like, I'm feeling really grateful or like really acknowledging the beauty of my past. That can also mean that like, if there's some traumatic things in the past that you're remembering some things that want to get resolved. You're remembering some things, you're feeling some things that finally want to get released that like, whatever that means connecting with, with the past can be multiple things, but it's definitely going to have a certain like emotional element to it with it being the cups card. Now the ace of swords has, we've got a lot of like ace energies coming up in here. 
I think that we would have had every single one of the suits. Oh, no, we haven't had the Ace of Pentacles, but almost all the suits. Okay, Ace of Swords. So that would be the energy that we want to tap into to have breakthroughs. It's kind of like tapping into your own ability to be like really clear in your own mind, right? It's like mental clarity. Maybe it's a new idea. Maybe it's a new ambition. Those are also things associated with the swords and the aces are kind of like the new, the initiation of these things, right? It might be like a burst of motivation too, um, but it's like a certain like mental sharpness. It's like a mental clarity. I wonder if this nostalgic energy might aid in you remembering something about yourself that really helps you make you feel like you're thinking really clearly or like you understand something really clearly. It can be like a new like breakthrough in how you you are thinking or logicking through something, right? Like that that energy of the month might help you do that. Or it might be one of those things like where for you to not get lost in the sauce of all of this past stuff that you're staying really clear about what your goals are. You're keeping, you're like keeping your mind clean. You're sweeping it out. You're, you're keeping it touched up. You're keeping it really sharp so that you can navigate the past with a clear mind. Could be either one. Love that. And of course the energy in terms of numerology for May is for all about foundations and support and being like really consistent to like literally build out your foundation for the things that you want moving forward. Now, four, halfway through the year, June, between June and July is halfway through the year. Now, when we get to June, the energy of the month is eight of cups and the energy for us to tap into is the moon. I feel like there's a lot of cup energy this year. Maybe I'm, yeah, there's a fair amount of cup energy. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with that, of course, the ace of cups for the collective. Again, a lot of emotional stuff. Okay, so the eight of cups is when there's been emotional stagnation. Really what this is, is like when you know that you need to move on from something and you just aren't because you're a little too comfortable, right? Like it's not ideal. You're not living your best life in this kind of situation, but it's like good enough. And the thought of doing the new thing, maybe like releasing the old thing, breaking up with the boyfriend you feel lukewarm about, leaving the job that you feel like is kind of like blah, moving away from the city that you feel like is kind of done, you know, or like whatever it might be, like moving on from things that have felt stagnant because the stagnant energy is really going to be affecting more places in your life than the area that you need to make some changes on. Right. Um, it's like, uh, the tarot reader that I learned from Karen Kelly Knight. She's like, it's like Humpty Dumpty getting off the wall. Like you just got to get like pushed off the wall. It's time to go time to move, which is interesting. Um, the card that we would embody is the moon. Um, this card I interpret as being like really connected to your instinctual and your intuitive self and nurturing that, like be connected to your emotions and your intuition, especially that like embodied intuition, that somatic experience, right? There might be a lot of stuff that's coming to the surface that might feel kind of hard to, to address because what the moon can offer us is both sort of like light and shadow elements of ourselves. But ultimately these are things that need and want to be nourished in order for us to be connected to our power and to our magic. Right. So us attending to what those things might be, those triggers, those feelings and whatever might come up and really nurturing those within ourselves is going to be the energy that's going to help us to either you know, finally make those choices and break through that stagnation ourselves, or maybe prepare for the universe to do a divine intervention if we don't do it for ourselves, you know? Um, 
so yeah and then the energy for june is a five energy which really has to do with change <laughs> so that's kind of funny that that stagnation it's time to move on from something like attend to your own self stuff your internal world to be able to do that is during a month five because five is change it can also be travel i also like to think of five it's kind of like the full moon point of the lunar cycle. And that's where there's like a lot of tension. It's like, if you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen kind of thing. Like either you do it or you don't, it works or it doesn't, it's aligned or it's not right. Like you feel the full tension of like a full moon. And that means that either whatever's not a fit, it's time to change and move, or you're going to feel like the full culmination. Like you're going to feel the full climax of, you're going to feel the full reward of what is an alignment because it's finally built up to that. You know what I mean? So anyway, the five energy, it can feel a little tumultuous, but it's the necessary point. That's the midpoint between fully manifesting what we want. It's like we've learned enough to be able to let go of what's not for us so that we can keep moving forward. Ooh, wow. What a really, really fun pull for these next six months. I'm going to take a quick break and then we'll come up and wrap up this forecast for the year. And I'll give you my last couple of thoughts. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'm feeling it channeling through that energy. I'm about to go eat a snack, rest, channeling through energy like this is a lot on your physical body. So if you're doing it for yourself, I love that. You don't need other people to do it for you. You can do it for yourself, but just take care of your body, which I will be doing after this. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this. I hope that this is interesting. I hope that this is helpful. I heard from a couple of people that you really liked the monthly forecast that I did in December. And I did talk a little bit about January. Just as a reminder for that, the energy might feel a little hasty, right? Might feel a little ambitious, like you're trying to get to stuff a little fast. That's the energy of the month itself. But the energy you can tap into this month is the king of cups, that emotional maturity, that emotional leadership, especially in a, in a collective month nine in a year eight. <laughs> These are big themes. These are big themes. Allow things to progress as they will. Like let yourself really just be in one moment at a time. All we have is our moment our single moment anyway. And the last card I pulled with, is there any other advice or energy for people to take now here at the beginning of the year, the beginning of January? And I got the four of wands, which is a card of celebration. It's a card of feeling like the culmination of things, of good things happening. So wherever there are places that you can celebrate, especially with your loved ones for how far you've come for accomplishments that you've already got for passions that have already come to life, let yourself celebrate that. Let yourself feel good about that. I know there's a lot of pressure to kind of like, I don't know, know exactly what you want to do and have this whole plan for the year. I don't, I mean, I think that there can be something beautiful about that. There's a certain like synergy of doing that right now, which you can tap into, but ultimately what I've been asking myself is how do I want to feel and what, what makes me feel that way? How can I make myself feel that way? Just right now, I don't have to worry about everything later. Cause if I tried solving for everything later, I, I wouldn't have the answers I needed. Cause you know, maybe the answer I need for the thing I'm going to do in March, I'm going to figure out in February. So why would I try and you know, like detail all of that out now, like we're releasing the hierophant of being like a little bit too rigid and planned and structured, you know, <laughs> I'm going to let it flow in this moment. I want to feel connected. I want to feel at peace and I want to feel joy. So what things are going to make me feel connected at peace and enjoy? Maybe it's this, um, this four of wands and celebrating something that a dream that has come to life, a passion that's come to life. Maybe that's an energy that's really going to make me magnetic to things that I want in the future. Just follow your gut. 
let yourself nurture yourself in the moment. And then that'll expand your capacity to nurture other people in line with this King of Cups card. Appreciate the beauty around you and the beauty in yourself. Value yourself, which will then help you value more the people around you. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be a really beautiful year. That strength card. Wow. Wow. The synchronicity of an eight year and getting the eight card. I still can't get over that. I want to thank my guides, angels, Lords of the Akashic Records, and any other beings that were here to bring through energy and information for all of us. I hope that you felt the energy in like a, in a cool way, in an energizing way through this episode. Uh, and I'm excited to bring through more messages and transmissions for you this year, this season on Breakthroughs with Brie. So please follow or subscribe to the podcast on whatever app you're on. Please take a minute. It literally takes two seconds to rate the podcast five stars. You don't even have to write a review. You can just rate it. It means so, so much to a growing podcast, to a small business to do that. And I will look out in my DMs for your recommendations for topics you'd really like to hear me go more in depth on. And with that, I hope you have a wonderful week, a beautiful and magical start of 2024, and I will see you next week.